It's time for episode 227 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast whose format is more rigid and unshakable than the Queen's Guard. But still, please don't try to make us flinch. Don't stick your fingers in front of us. Come on, come on. I am joined across the internet, not by Dan Morin this week, but by returning guest host, Brian Hamilton. Boo! Flinch! Ha! Hoo! How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back on. You know, I didn't say like you do things. You you host podcasts and and produce podcasts and do video stuff. And I'm sorry that I didn't mention that. It's okay. Now everyone knows, and that's all that makes me happy. <laughs> well, uh, go listen to most important meal. Uh, of course, we have to introduce the wonderful guests we have this week. I'm so excited. To my left is psychoanalyst and senior editor at iMore. It's Georgia Dow, the smile to end all smiles. How you doing, Georgia? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while since we've done a podcast together. I know. It's so womp, sad. Womp. I'm so happy you're here. Yay. <laughs> Me too. And to my left is managing editor of iMore and host of Query right here on Relay FM. It's Serenity Caldwell. How's it going? Hi, I'm really happy to be back on Clockwise. I feel like it's been forever and I, I have a special place in my heart for the show. Well, uh, of course, it is time to get going because we've got 30 minutes and we've got four tech topics. So I'll kick things off. Uh, I have asked this question in the past, but um, now that smart speakers are truly out in full force, I want you all to really think about it. What is your primary way of listening to audio? Do you listen with headphones in while you're walking around the house? Do you, you know, go to an office and you listen to headphones there? Speakers, do you listen from your phone? I want all the details of, of how you listen to music and podcasts and any other audio that you might listen to. So, Georgia, we will start with you. Oh, you know, I'm just going to shame myself, but I'll say it. I just, <laughs> if you've watched Disruption, I just listen <laughs> through my phone. But <laughs> I don't. I don't, um, I don't do anything special. I usually, I don't, I'm too lazy to put speakers in. I have a Sonos system. I don't usually use that. I could even play it over, um, in through my house speakers. And I don't do that. I will carry my phone around and listen to my music on my phone, which I'm completely happy with, even though I know the sound quality is not great. I've heard from other people that have told me this. Uh, but it's easy. I don't have to get anything. And the only time I put headphones or speakers in is when I'm doing a podcast like right now. And uh, if not, I am just too lazy. I listen almost exclusively through headphones because I am out and about throughout the day. But when I'm home, it's quantity over quality. I have so many cheap little Bluetooth speakers that are 20 or $30, one for each room, one pair to my iMac, one pair to my Mac, one pair to uh, uh, my iPad, one pair to my phone. I have so many little Bluetooth speakers because all I really listen to are podcasts. So I don't need the best sound quality possible. But when I'm home, I have so many cheap Bluetooth speakers that play podcasts just fine. I have two pieces of nice audio. One is uh, the AirPods and one are Beats Solo 3s, which I know most like high-end audiophiles would cringe at me calling those high-end speakers or headphones, but I don't listen to anything in my life that really requires anything like, say, a $350 speaker. Hmm? <laughs> 
Uh, I do listen to my music on an overexpensive speaker, uh, but it's not for $350, at least not until Friday. Uh, I listen primarily when I'm home uh, in New England. I listen on my Sonos One. Uh, which I have grown to love as my kind of all-purpose speaker, mostly because I can yell at it. Uh, but when I'm on the go, I, I my first, I feel like I have a three-prong system here where my, the, the headphones I have most often are my AirPods because I have a nice little, I have my Lumi's clip where I just either attach to my belt or my, my bag and they're always there. Um, Tier two, like my next step down, I've got my Beats X, uh, which I use anytime that I need a little bit more noise isolation, and they're usually always in my bag too. Uh, and then my third step down is if I need pure noise cancellation, like when I was at the Roller Derby World Cup this past weekend, and it was uh, the volume was a, a special kind of insanity, uh, I will use my Bose QC35s and just uh, rock out to those while I'm, while I'm making making stuff happen. Well, I think those are all fantastic answers. Of course, Georgia, you and I, once again, just are, are, are somehow linked because uh, I, I must also ashamedly say <laughs> that most of the time I'm just listening from the doggone speaker right there in my iPhone. Um, I have some, some Bluetooth speakers throughout the house, but my problem is I move around a lot inside of my home. Like I, I, I would spend too much time sort of judging myself on the fact that I work from home and sit in a chair a lot, but I actually don't. Like when, when I, uh, you know, need to, to get up and make some food or, uh, take the dog, like I, I'm up and up and at them quite a bit within the house. And so it's kind of annoying when a speaker's in one room and I can't hear it or I can't use it or if I'm cleaning the house or something like that. Uh, I like to just, Turn up my volume on my phone, stick it in my back pocket. I can walk around and the music mm -hmm. comes along with me. So <laughs> I have looked at a few Bluetooth speakers that I could carry along with me. And uh, I'm interested to see sort of how the HomePod uh, stacks up. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, thank you all for your answers. Georgia Dow, let's go to your topic. Okay, so we have virtual reality watches that let us know when we're feeling stressed. SpaceX Falcon Heavy Rocket. What problem are you shocked that has not yet been solved by technology? Printers. What the heck? They've been around for 20 years almost and no one has figured it out. Why hasn't some rich VC just thrown a ton of money at the problem so they can get their expense reports printed on, you know, dying trees or whatever. But printers are still, for the one time a year I freaking need a printer, it's still as miserable as it was 20 years ago. And I'm so angry about it. Someone please solve this. Having traveled a lot recently, I would just say that uh, airline travel is still a pain in the butt when it comes to technology. You'd think we've had the ability to have mobile tickets for like more more than a decade now, a little bit less than a decade, uh, and still I had to travel with paper tickets on several occasions. And also on that note, uh, trying to get through things like Global Entry or TSA Pre or Nexus or any of the other quick quick click locations there's a lot of you know applying online now but you still have to go in for physical interviews uh and any airport that doesn't have the kiosks yeah there's just there's a lot of bureaucracy that i feel like <laughs> we're ugh, let's just can we can we please oh also i flew on a plane that had a resistive touch screen 
on my way to Ooh. Manchester. Ooh. And let me tell you, I had almost forgotten about the pain and suffering the resistive <laughs> touchscreen brings. Like, I would rather have no touchscreen at all than a resistive touchscreen. It made me want to punch things. <laughs> well, you need to punch the screen to make it work. So Yeah, it's true. It's that, very true. That is true. Uh, um, all fantastic answers. Um, so I think taking like airplane travel one step further, Georgia, if there's one thing that I wish the technology would fix, it's just travel in general. I want the Star Trek future, like I'm specifically thinking of DS9, where they sort of can just transport all around Earth as they want to. There are so many places. I mean, Dan right now is out and visiting other countries. And like, there's so many places that I want to visit. And can you imagine how much easier it would be if all we had to do was just pop open the transporter, head in, and then go anywhere we wanted in the world. It would be really, really awesome. And I like, I hate, I, I like road trips and to the extent that it's fun to like be sitting with friends and, and chatting while we're on the go. But if I have to ride in the car on my own, I just want to pull my hair out. And so I think of even like short jaunts between two places. It'd be so cool if we could make that faster in some way. And uh, transportation would be, or, or teleportation would be really nifty. I like those answers. So for mine, I'm, I'm just, you know, hitting bottom. Um, so I'm thinking of like toilets. Uh, there are amazing toilets that are actually out there. They just don't sell them in North America. We have to end up buying these like Toto systems that have them shipped. I think that it's ridiculous. If you, you know, touched dog poop with your hand, you would not just take paper and wipe it and then go on with your day. Am oh. I true? Is that just true? Am I the only <laughs> one thinking this? You would wash your hands. So I'm thinking like, really, I think that toilets need to be like brought here that are modernized from Japan and Korea. We need modern toilets that will do a full wash, rinse, soap, powder poof. Like, I'm sorry, we're not taking taking care of our tushies here. And I don't understand who we have to talk to those toilet czars to be able to get proper modernized toilets to be able to be brought here so that they can be permanently installed because I'm sorry, we're just not taking care of our tushies. <laughs> oh, Georgia Dow, thank oh you so much. You let me ask any questions. Hey, so. I'm so glad that we get to round out to the first half of the show with that statement from Georgia Dow. Uh, let's go to our sponsor for halftime before we round out the rest of the episode. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our friends at Away. Away is a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers. That's why they've made smart premium suitcases for under 300 bucks, so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. Hey, we were talking about that earlier. And let's see, what do you need the most while you're traveling? Probably more battery. Well, when you buy an Away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel. Both of their carry-ons feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. Away suitcases have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you overpack like pretty much everybody, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels so you can swing through the the gates and run to your plane seconds before it takes off. Anytime anybody talks about uh, Away, they almost always mention that really cool charging pack that's built in. Yeah, it's cool and all, but I am... 
in love with that washable laundry bag that comes inside because I used to always just like take the ice bag, the plastic bag that you're supposed to put ice in, the extra one that they give you, and that's where I'd put my dirty clothes and then put them into my suitcase. I don't have to do that anymore because it comes with a washable laundry bag that also features some water resistance so you could put like swimming trunks in it if you're at one of those places that has a pool. Away believes in the quality of its products. They've got a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they will fix it or replace it for life. And also, there's a 100-day trial with a no-questions-asked return policy with free shipping on any orders within the lower 48 states of the United States. You can travel smarter with a suitcase that charges your phone. Go to waytravel.com slash clockwise. Use the code clockwise at checkout, and you're going to get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's waytravel.com slash clockwise with the code clockwise for 20 bucks off. Thanks so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. And let's go to Brian. So my question for y'all is, do you ever buy other people apps? It's one of my favorite things to do. And I think I'm in the minority here. What do y'all think about buying other people apps? I don't. I weirdly, I recommend apps a ton for people. And uh, the other day, actually, I was talking to somebody who was uh, who had carrot weather and they're like, why is my weather not correct? And I was like, oh, you need the Weather Underground subscription. And I definitely thought about like, oh, can I buy a subscription for that person? Does that work? Because I I don't know. Yeah, I just I've never done it. That's I good question, Brian. <laughs> Give me an existential crisis here. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Well, for me, I have done it occasionally, but it was like, it's been very occasionally. And uh, I like, I remember buying my brother, I think it was a a game that he really, really wanted. And um, he like, it, it sort of was one of those things where I had to sort of walk him through like, hey, this is where you go to get it now that I that I purchased it for you and that kind of thing. But as I think about it now, like these are delightful little options, I guess, for, for people to, uh, t- to be able to, to gift their friends with things that they're using on the daily. And like, you could send a gift card, but it, it, I think there's something sort of awesome about saying, Hey, I know this app would be very helpful to you. You should absolutely uh, download it and use it. And in fact, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I feel like I need to buy my mom like a, a, a password manager or something like that. <laughs> now, whether or not she'd use it is a whole nother story, but I like, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. So now I'm almost curious, like uh, listeners out there, I would love if you reached out, I, send us a tweet and let us know, like, do you even think about uh, the fact that you can gift apps to people because now I want everyone to answer this question. But most importantly, I want Georgia to answer this question now. Well, I have kids, so I don't know if that counts or I'm kind of cheating, but I'm buying them apps all the time, like especially when there's something that I think that it's worthwhile. Plus, they don't have their own access because that's, you know, $100,000 worth of like Smurf berries or something could happen. So I'm constantly having them purchase different things that I think is worthwhile. And I also do that sometimes for my brother because he's um, only so technologically savvy. And so sometimes he doesn't know that he can get like one password. And so I usually install it for him on his own set. But he's like, I usually have to do everything for him. So sometimes it's just easier to do it for them. I guess being friends with me just involves opening your email app every so often and seeing like a new game there sometimes. What? But one of my you favorite like things. A nice hey, I'm to friends be a with friend you. Of. Yeah, Brian, I'm friends with you. I'm What's up with this? <laughs> I'm waiting. But I'm all. <laughs> 
But I'm also the jerk that will give gifts at Christmas that are like, hey, look in your email now. You have device six. You have your walk. You have threes now, like as a stocking stuffer. Because it's so much fun to do. And they're usually better than things you can get in the real world for that price. I think part of it for me is trying to convince people that paying for apps is worth it. If they're only playing free games that spam you with ads every so often, threes is going to be a delight. Device six is going to be a delight. So realize having people realize that you can uh, pay for apps that are a lot better than the free ones. I think it, like I am that first push for them in that direction. And if an app is ever you know deeply discounted, I'll just like when Peacock was a dollar, I sent I think ten or twelve copies of it just because I wanted people to have a better calculator. And it's it's so much fun to do. My biggest problem with this is that some of my favorite apps are free with like in-app purchases and you can't send free apps the same way you can do paid apps and you can't gift in-app purchases. So if I'm you know looking over my friend's shoulder and say, oh honey, don't use the podcast app. Just here's Overcast, get it. I can't do that because it's a free app with a $10 in-app purchase to do a, a subscription, but I can't make that happen so easily. So I wish there was more of a mechanic for that, but I'm so surprised no one else really gifts apps in the same way. I'm you happy know, after now. I'm so surprised that I opened up my email uh, application and I don't have an app from Brian Hamilton. This is oh so God. surprising. Yet. Yeah, oh, yes. Okay. I'm okay. waiting too. I'm yeah. Waiting too. I think we all are happen. sort of checking our watch and saying, hmm, when is this? Uh... <laughs> you get a game and you get a game and you get a game. <laughs> yes. Can you be the Oprah of apps, please? <laughs> <laughs> this has to be a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, Brian, thank you for, for that and for the inspiration. I think I'm going to be the Oprah of apps today. Uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to Serenity's question. All right. Well, unsurprisingly, because it's been my life for the past couple weeks, HomePod is out this week. Pew, pew, pew. Um, so my question for the panel is, did you order a HomePod? Is that something that uh, you were going to bring into your home? Um, or is it just not something that interests you? Well, Serenity, let me tell you, uh, um, I was planning, I was not planning on getting a HomePod up until about the week before uh, pre-orders were set to, to, to open up. Um, I started to read more about it, and I also read, uh, really, it's your fault, Serenity, is what I have to say, because <laughs> I read your... Um, oh <laughs> I read your your sort of tour and your comparison to uh, the other the the Home Max, the, the Google Home Max, and all these other deals, um, and also how you talked about how small it was. And then I ended up making a little um, like cardboard reconstruction of how small it was. And so all of those things got me super excited about it. And literally up until the point that it went on sale, which was. Uh, it was noon in Australia. Sorry, it was uh, midnight in Australia, which was like 7.30 a.m. my time. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy one. And then I went into the app and I looked at it and then I said, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. Uh, and I did. And I have to say that uh, I, I'm interested and excited. And I already got the UPS shipment notification. So you bet you you bet your boots that uh, it's already in my deliveries app uh, for, for tracking. And I, I'm looking forward to its arrival. Georgia, what about you? So I was lucky to hang out with Renee and listen to the HomePod and use it. And I was with you on that, Micah. Maybe I'm like, ah, you know, really, what am I going to use? I carry around my phone with me. I don't really need it. And then I got to see it in action. And 
wow, it absolutely blew me away. It's ease of use. Like it's better. It's Siri, like functionality is better than with my phone. I don't know if anyone else has felt the same way about it. It's better. It listens like you're talking really softly and you're like, hey, Siri, what? And then suddenly it goes, yes, I'm going to do this. It's almost a little bit creepy, but so very cool. Plus I was using it for cooking and I set it as a timer for five minutes And I just said, hey, Siri, set timer for five minutes. And then it's counting down while it plays music that I've asked for, which was, um, I believe it was dinner music. (laughs) And so during that time, it was counting down for me. And I could ask Siri, I'm like, hey, Siri, how much time is left? And it would be like, oh, there's three minutes left. And I'm like, perfect. Nice. It was absolutely fabulous. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm in Canada. So, but I'll be, I'll be getting one for sure. I'll be getting one. And you can check out Renee's great review also on his vector podcast. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. And I can't believe that I'm saying that, but it is. So yes. I was going to say, I don't really care about the HomePod, but I really do care about all the coverage Renee and Ren have been doing. They're all amazing, but I really don't care. I don't really want one. Again, quantity over quality. I don't have a place in my life for a $350 speaker. I understand that for the price and how great it sounds, it's really cheap. And I'm sure for all the audiophiles that want such good uh, audio there, then excellent. That That's yours. Go right ahead. Uh, but for me, I don't need that kind of uh, that kind of sound quality for all the podcasts I listen to and the very occasional music I listen, I listen to. I have Siri everywhere I need. My watch and my phone have been perfectly fine, so I don't need a dedicated Siri speaker anywhere else in my, uh, in my apartment. And for that space of something that can only live in one place and do a limited subset of things, the Echo has been perfect. I have a dot, and that was, what, 40 or 50 bucks? If I want another dot anywhere else in my apartment, it's another 40 or 50 bucks, and that's fine. I don't need something this expensive for what I personally would get out of it. And again, I have not been wowed by it the same way everyone else has. So I'm sure as soon as I actually hear one, I'm going to really rethink this. But as of right now, I have not pre-ordered and I don't have any plans to purchase it. So you just have to stay very far away from it. And then that way you'll (laughs) never... (laughs) Hide away. Hide away. (laughs) I will say... Uh, that I was very uninterested about the HomePod until I had a sound Mm. listening experience and that Mm. changed my (laughs) decision entirely. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's honestly what I would recommend to everybody who's kind of on the fence, whether like, I think your, your, your way of thinking, Brian, makes sense where it's like, if you don't need the speaker, there's no point in getting the speaker. But if you're like, if you're on the fence and you're like, hmm, is this right for me? I will point out that Apple has a great return policy uh, where they, they'll let you return something within 15 days, no questions asked, unless you break it. Uh, so if you're curious about how HomePod sounds in your house, and but you're kind of like, eh, should I buy it? Should I not? I really recommend getting it so you can try it in your house and then living with it for like a day or so. And if you don't like it, return it. No harm, no done. No, no, no harm, no done. <laughs> no harm, no done. And if you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's a, it's so hard to describe a speaker. And I really do think you have to live with it to really understand why it's why it's good or why it's not for you. I think that's uh, very well put. And holy moly, we have already reached the end of four 
questions. That what? was, I know, that was incredible. That was like a speed run or something like that. Uh, luckily, we have just, no, not even just enough time for a bonus topic. We have plenty of time for a <laughs> bonus topic. Uh, my question is, what is the last thing, media or otherwise, that gave you either a really good laugh or made you tear up? Georgia, we'll start with you. Okay. So mine's kind of funny because it's, um, I was in the middle, this one was like, I didn't even expect it. So I was watching a trailer and the trailer is about a military canine dog. Um, and the trailer is called Megan Levy. It's with uh, Kate Mara. And I'm watching the trailer for this. And through the trailer, I am, it's all about this canine dog and the military dog and, and what it goes through. And the trailer, I am not just crying. I am bawling my eyes out like I can't see the tears are like streaming down my face and I'm doing that ugly cry where I'm like (laughs) just because it's so the trailer in and of itself is so poignant I don't know if I'll be able to watch the movie um because I was such a mess from just watching it I was like I had to like recover while I watched the actual movie that I came to watch um so that trailer in and of itself again I cry at anything but um that one really did me in I'm a pretty easy crier as well. I almost cried when I saw Enter Shikari recently. Uh, I saw two of their shows, and each time they played their song Airfield, I almost cried. Every time they played their song Undercover Agents, I almost cried. But the main thing I want to talk about that made me bawl in a place I did not expect to bawl my eyes out and do the same, cannot see ugly crying as uh, Georgia just described, was a particular scene in What Remains of Edith Finch that I will not spoil here, but if I say the name Gregory, anyone that has played What Remains of Edith Finch will know why I sobbed so hard playing this amazing little $20 video game. So I can highly recommend that and I can highly recommend crying. (laughs) (laughs) You're here to hear first, folks. I recommend crying. All of the crying. All right. uh, So mine uh, is something that I kind of saw live. Uh, which is that during the Roller Derby World Cup this weekend, uh, well, in addition to lots of proposals and really cute things that went on, the most recent thing that made me kind of tear up and also giggle like a like a little girl, uh, there was a Juniors Expo game. So Roller Derby has a has a variety of really really talented skaters from the ages of seven to seventeen, uh, and this was a bunch of fourteen to seventeen year olds playing uh, playing a full-length expo game right before the medal games for Roller Derby World Cup. And it was just this little little 14-year-old kid spinning around blockers and, and jumping over people. And I, I don't know, as as somebody who's played this sport now for, for six years, seeing the future of the sport and seeing how good everybody was, just like I was filming it and I was trying not to cry while I was filming it. Aww. Like it was, it was a very special moment. It was one of the, one of the most special experiences I've ever had in roller derby. So um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my vote. Oh, well, I, it's interesting that everyone is, is uh, choosing the, the tier one. I am also going to choose the tier one. <laughs> um, so I, 
I recently got into Grey's Anatomy. After years of hearing everyone around me talk about the show, I never really watched it, but I finally tuned in and it quickly became like, I really, really dig the show. Um, well, in the most recent season, it was episode 10, uh, a young man comes in uh, with a gunshot wound to his neck. Uh, and he says that he was trying to get into his own home. Uh, he, he like forgot his key or locked himself out somehow. And he's trying to get into his own house uh, using his window. And uh, he was a young man of color and police shot him in the neck um, because they thought he was breaking into his own home. Um, and later on, it was revealed that that was indeed the case. His family arrived and said that that was his own home. Um, and Dr. Bailey, uh, she is the chief of surgery at, uh, at the, the hospital. She and her husband sit down with her son, uh, who is a young man of color and talk about, uh, how people of color have to behave around police officers and I'm like, I'm tearing up now just just talking about it. But in the moment, I just lost it. It was uh, a very powerful moment where you sort of hear from a third person perspective, some, you know, a young man being told all these things that he has to do and in comparison with what other people have to do and uh, how safe he has to be. And you just see the fear in his eyes and and uh, the, the pain in uh, Dr. Bailey's eyes. And anyway, it was a very, 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 very powerful moment. And I lost it. Yes. Um, if, if, if you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, it's actually a very, very, very good show. You should totally check it out. Um, thank you all for your topics and your questions and your answers and all of that awesome stuff. Um, all that's left is to thank our guests for being here. Uh, I would like to thank Georgia Dow, psychoanalyst and senior editor at iMore for joining us on the show this week. Thank you so much. And Serenity Caldwell, managing editor of iMore and co-host of Query on Relay FM. Thank you for being here. A pleasure as always. And Brian Hamilton, video producer and podcast aficionado and host of so many awesome shows like On the Incomparable and Most Important Meal. Uh, thank you for joining me as my guest host. Thank you for having me. This is one of my very favorite things to do. Oh, well, all that's left, Brian, is to remind people, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. I still get chills every time I say that. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs>